another episode of the things i wish i knew about money podcast i'm your host camille smith hello uh ladies and gentlemen welcome welcome it's been a minute since i've been live um but we're here um i wanted to use this platform today to talk about something that's really important that's going on in the community and i'm very blessed <laughs> to have an individual um i have many group chats where i just discuss about uh different things and i <laughs> i got lucky <laughs> enough to have this young gentleman walid to come and bless the stage hello walid thank you so much for for coming on to talk about the situation. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me and I actually loved your intro uh, and I'm so happy to be here. So thank you so much for taking on such an important topic uh, that affects all of us directly or indirectly. And um, right. <laughs> we'll have this conversation. Yeah, it, it, it is and you know, like, and if, if folks that understand, like, obviously I talk about finance, personal finance and all that great stuff. But I think with something like this that is affecting our community, it's really important to reach out to someone that is aware of what's going on and being able to discuss about it and talk about it and, and finding ways to actually come together. To, to find things, right? So once again, thank you, sir. And can you tell the folks um, about yourself? Because, you know, you know I, <laughs> I always have folks being able to, or the individuals that watch, I just need them to understand why you are the lucky chosen one <laughs> and all that great stuff. Thank you so much, Camille. Well, I'm a community organizer based in Regent Park, uh, but I do organizing across the city of Toronto, mm -hmm. uh, but also in communities like Moss Park, uh, St. Jamestown, Cabbage Town. Um, I'm a housing advocate, uh, so I uh, advocate to make sure that, you know, um, housing is a basic human right that everyone is able to access, uh, right. that it's not commodified, um, and um, I'm also supportive of youth or, um, you know, uh, residents, racialized residents, but residents of, you know, uh, from all over the city, mm -hmm. uh, pushing for equality and economic prosperity. And, uh, and uh, I do this work, you know, you know supporting uh, various organizations in my neighborhood and across the city. Uh, Primarily, you know, the Regent Park Neighborhood Association, um, mm -hmm. 
also uh, you know the social development plan uh, specifically the stakeholders table of the social development plan which is funded by the city of Toronto half a million dollars a year uh, for 2.5 million so in our last funding cycle um, I'm the resident co-chair of the community benefits oversight working group which is supporting the residents of Regent Park determine how 26.8 million dollars of community benefits are going to be allocated over the next decade or so so supporting uh, my neighbors with monitoring um you know evaluations and benchmarks and goal setting and uh, sustainable resourcing of uh, uh, uh community priorities uh, and also making sure that we have the space to do it um, so so i do a lot of uh work uh, that's focused on advocacy uh, that promotes human rights. And, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, I love your topic because it's, you know, focused on economic empowerment. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's super important. Like people, you can't do much in, in this system if you don't have money uh, and the resources, uh, you know, to pull it off. So, you know, I'm here to, to, to share my knowledge. And folks, I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but I'm seeing a lot of knowledge. Like, look how much you're giving back to the community, especially Regent Park. And I believe just before we started, you were talking about how you were also at something else that deals with the community. So, like, folks, I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but he, he really is striving to work towards the community. So I'm really honored for you uh, to be here. And I, I feel like you have the experience of coming to Canada or Toronto and having that experience. So how was that experience when you, when you first came to Toronto? Yeah, you know, when you're a newcomer, it's a new country. Uh, actually, I won't forget because I was in Hamilton, so oh, snap. first city, yeah, and I could I I won't forget this memory. The mm. air smelled funny. Was like, <laughs> like, to my Hamilton me. folks, we, <laughs> we're not dissing y'all, but I'm not used to it. But but you know what? There's now recent reports, you know, about air pollution and the impact on the you know quality of life. Like you know, we need to call it out. You know. And I, I, won't, I won't forget that. But it was it was all these things that were different. Like things tasted yeah. different. Um, oh, and uh, but and it was it was different because you know you could leave your door open. It was so safe in Canada, in Toronto, okay. right? Uh, you could Somewhere. yeah. The, you know it was a it was a different experience uh, going to school here. Whether it was uh, you know in preparation for university, I went to you know summer school in Hamilton and. Mm -hmm. Um, you know that was an amazing experience. People thought I didn't speak good English, and uh, and you know, you know the newcomer test, the English test, you know, and going through that, um, and you know, like just getting accustomed to the culture, um, yeah. and uh, also, you know, finding community, and if not finding community, creating community as well, uh, was was my experience. Uh, so it was beautiful it was beautiful mm -hmm. you know living in not just hamilton but mississauga and now my home of toronto okay. um, which you know wherever i go around the world you know i come back to toronto and it's just home 
It's just seeing the CN Tower, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's you- usually the indication. Exactly. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering why Hamilton is like that. Because I remember, like, whenever, whenever someone's going to Niagara Falls, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you get that, that lovely whiff <laughs> yeah. from that, that, um, I don't remember what it is, but let's say like a factory and stuff. Right. So industry, yeah. Yeah. In the future, things are gonna change, right? And hopefully, yes. it's gonna be much more environmentally, you know, you know, cleaner uh, way of managing energy because, you know, life is so important. You know, to me, you know, when I if you fight for human rights, you're fighting to ensure that people live with dignity mm-hmm. and respect. Um, and because you know we're all you know as human beings we're c- complex, uh, yes. but so important to each other. Like we we you know we have Very. impact on each other. How we act, what we do, clearly impacts uh, you know the way we live. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, when it comes to you know being a part of a community or you know immigrating, you know you know you know you know taking ownership. Yes. That you are now a stakeholder uh, in this critical society. You know what you do uh, really will impact others. You know, it does. It, it's the, yeah. That's been my experience, and it's a beautiful way of living because uh, you're also able to support folks and also learn. You know, you also grow. Uh, you unlearn. You have to approach it with humility. Um, you know, uh, even when it came to like my education. Uh, at UFT or, you know, my experience in the student movement, you know, being elected as a racialized president of a students' union, you know, bringing a, yeah, bringing a project that I dreamt of since my first year or second year into fruition, you know, a UPASS program that saved, uh, you know, students thousands of dollars, but made a good business sense uh, for the city, right, when it comes to increasing ridership in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, for transit so it's like you know doing things that you love you know like uh, like you know and many of us came to canada for many reasons you know uh as refugees as asylum seekers um as folks uh who are economic refugees looking for better economic opportunities um and and it's important for us to realize that we have a shared experience um mm-hmm that, you know, should bind us, should bring us together so we could build a better, you know, future uh, for for future generations, not just us, you know, build for the future. Absolutely, because like, like you say, like my parents are immigrants that came from in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And obviously the main thing always, so there weren't obviously refugees, but immigrants, um, so like they came to, to have a better life, right? Yep. And it only makes sense for refugees and asylum seekers are trying to do that as well. And we're not going to be too controversial, but if you want to, then cool. But there are, I, I have been bothered, and in a little sense that there's been different refugees that have come and had special treatments and the fact that I barely knew about this it wasn't it wasn't until I the groups like our group especially was like promoting it and I'm like hold on what's going on and Mm -hmm. 
And you got to think social media because as of late, social media has been just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, no, 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 no. We got to, you got to see this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what can I do to, to help? But at the same time, I am under a rock <laughs> as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I know a little bit about what's going on, but I'm not fully aware of what's going on. And I feel like if I don't know, there's absolutely thousand other people that aren't aware as well. Yeah, of course, and of course. I was wondering if you'd help like break it down on what's happening. 100%. So, you know, I'll, I'll give some context to why, why I'm saying what I'm saying. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've had an educational experience uh, that was not Eurocentric. It was Afrocentric, you know, so mm. it's colonialism, European history, American history. Uh, you know, we have a history with indigenous nations. You know, we talk a lot about reconciliation. Uh, and, and you know, uh, it's not about rhetoric. It's about action, you know, mm. making sure that, you know, we have housing for indigenous members of our community, but also black and other racialized members of our community because... Of the historical, not just injustices, but practices that continue today, systemically. Yes. So you know we can't ignore the impact of white supremacy, and it, it it's not just a local, you know, um, crisis. It's a global crisis as well. Mm-hmm. And I recall, I recall when uh, you know African students yes. Uh, yes. studying in Ukraine uh, were told to go to the back of the line. Uh, Well, you know, Ukrainian refugees were, uh, you know, leaving major cities because of the war with Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, I actually uh, lobbied decision makers across the country to change that. And the international community, I was, uh, you know, uh, speaking to the the press uh, and Mm -hmm. advocacy, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, secure an, an international uh, like a number, international number that black refugees in Ukraine could call to get mm-hmm. to leave the country. And um, and and I did that because I had a lot at stake, uh, yes. even personally, right? Like, you know, my uncle uh, is, you know, and my aunt and my cousins mm-hmm. live in uh, Kharkiv. Uh, used to live in Kharkiv, actually, in Ukraine. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were trying to escape war. We were having conversations at home of how to support them, leave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it almost felt like it was a miracle because if I didn't have that number, yeah. you know, sent to me by a journalist because of my advocacy, I wouldn't have passed it on to him and he wouldn't have left Kharkiv on time and avoided being killed um, like many other residents. And, and, and this global war has, you know, an impact everywhere. Now there's a civil war in Sudan uh, because, you know, um, there's gold, you know, there's a lot of gold in Sudan, like large reserves of gold. Mm-hmm. are extracting that to fund the war and the Americans and other, you know, global powers don't want that to happen, right? Um, and, you know, we appreciate that there's that global context to what's going on. And, and not too long ago, we had Black African refugees outside yeah. 120 Street sleeping in the rain and in, in, in really horrible circumstances. 
But we know for a fact that if you're a refugee from Ukraine, you will be sent to a, a hospital and uh, the hospital if you know you need any medical supports, but also to the hotel uh, <laughs> where you can you know live uh, or sleep you know with dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also on a pathway uh, to citizenship, you know, to permanent residency and then citizenship. And, you know, those are privileges that black refugees don't get. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that is, you know, what we need to change. You know, we can't accept that. We can't normalize that. And, you know, you know, as folks who are members of the society need to s- speak up and say, demand from our elected officials, mm-hmm. but also you know, of each other, that we cannot, you know, be treating black refugees differently than white refugees. We're all, we're all human beings. We're all exactly. human beings. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, and anyone who is escaping war, conflict, death, uh, you know, should be treated with dignity and respect. Um, and, and that's what, that's, those are the Canadian standards of you know human rights advocacy uh, that you know we should embrace. You know we we should practice what we preach. We shouldn't just talk about human rights. We should say this is how we do it in our own country, in our own uh, you know cities. Uh, yeah. We're loving and empathetic people, and mm-hmm. everyone everyone should you know live with dignity in 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 the city and in our country. You hit in the nail because especially it saddens me that that there's individuals that are sleeping in the rain. I, I mean, like, yes, when it comes to, like, and I'm not going to, like, compare it fully, but, like, when there's citizens or Canadian citizens that are homeless and, like, in the wintertime when they're out, or even the the homeless uh, folks that are in like downtown Toronto in tents. Like I passed it Monday, Happiness, in right? Yeah, and I'm like, this is wild. And I can only imagine that like some folks were like, well, they don't even help us Canadians. Why should we help them? But it's like, like you said, we're all human, so yes. we need to figure out a way to be able to help yeah we're all connected to each other we, we, we we're empaths we're mm-hmm. social beings uh we we feel mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you know we need to not do this because it's right but it's because of the message we want to send to our youth and to mm-hmm. future generations you know you can erase a lot of hate a lot of anger uh you know when uh Young people mm-hmm. understand that there's a better way for the future, that they're not uh, blinded or coerced to support the solutions that have never worked, and and, and that's why I think, for example, about the housing crisis. You know, you know, we need more rent geared to income units. You know, if you want those refugees who are sleeping outside 129, you know, uh, Peter Street, you know, you basically- shook me a little. <laughs> That's my that's my house number two. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you got me shook just a little bit. <laughs> the, the point is, if you want to get make sure that they 
actually are on a pathway to home ownership. Yes. Uh, you know, they need, they can't be pushed to uh, the market. They have to go to rent gear to income, right? Uh, that's the pathway to home ownership. And, you know, we need to build more. And I was mm -hmm. hoping our current mayor, Olivia Chow, and the current councillors uh, will show leadership by making sure that they set the standards for more rent gear to income housing, right? So we could address the housing crisis by providing more ho more homes, more housing, uh, yes. especially because we've got 80,000 people on the waiting list. 80,000, 80,000, right? 80, right? So like, you know, some people are not gonna get a phone call anytime soon, right? So we gotta change that. We gotta change mm -hmm. that. Uh, by demanding that our government move away from a model that's broken, that a system that's broken, mm -hmm. that basically promotes this really stupid idea, right? St Counterintuitive. It's very stupid. I've got to say that because how could for-profit developers yeah. build housing that's, you know, affordable, right? They, 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 you know, like it's, you're about making money. At the end of the day, you know, and, you know, a shout out to uh, Councillor Josh Matlow, who voted the right way, did the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, because we knew that, you know, we need to change the system to make sure that everyone has access uh, to housing. You know, if, if we don't deal with the housing crisis, yeah. then we're just basically making it difficult for folks to live a healthy life. You know, uh, there's something called the social determinants of health. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Housing is one of them, you know? And question, when you talk about housing, you're just saying strictly whether it's for them to be able to rent or them to own a house? Well, the best the best uh, models, you know, some people might not want it, but home ownership is a great model because you can pass, you know, wealth intergenerational or, you know, value right, of your home, right? Um, but, you know, what I think we need to think about is when it comes to rental mm -hmm. uh, options, you know, what is the definition of affordable housing? It has to be sensible. It has yes. to be income-based. It has to be based on the needs of the, of the residents, of the people, not driven by market forces uh, through a market-based model because, you know, you're basically going to be building housing for the rich uh, who already have money. True. You know, you want to you want to make sure that people that don't have uh, other means to access housing, that they get housing because when they get housing, so many things uh, change for the better. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the prospects for employment improve significantly. Right. They're, you know, um, you know, having a fixed address, you can participate you know, and, and many things. You can access many services. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we need to make sure people are housed. Um, and, um, you know, it's a basic human right for a reason, right? Yes. Um, and, and governments, in my opinion, should be providing housing. That's should be one of their primary responsibilities, right? Hey. <laughs> that's, that's my strong belief, and that's because when you have for-profit developers, mm -hmm. you can decide who gets the access housing. Yeah. And it's black, indigenous, racialized folks that are pushed out of the downtown core. And that is a manifestation of anti-black racism. Mm. Right. So, you know, those are things that we need to call out because, yes. you know, 
who are you building housing for? Is a, mm -hmm. is a question that we need to pose uh, to folks who are policymakers and investing uh, in the housing market. And uh, I would like for a new mayor, Olivier Chow, to follow mm -hmm. through the commitment to providing housing, uh, not through a for-profit model. Mm. And it's funny you say that because um, I, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, like Regent Park dealt with that. Of course. Of yes. Course. I remember. I remember radical things, you know? <laughs> but I can, I can tell you so much about Regent Park that I, I'm yeah. actually going to be, you know, I'm working on a book and hopefully that's going to mm. be available in the future so people could read it and learn and, and pass it Breaking on. Breaking news. <laughs> but, you know, what's, what's wonderful about the learnings that we had in mm. phases one to three is we wanted to make sure we don't repeat it in phases four and five, you know? Absolutely. Uh, but it's actually got worse in phases four and five, right? Like we don't have more rent geared to income unit. They haven't committed to a definition of affordable housing that's based on income. Mm -hmm. arguing maybe based on market like who in Regent Park can afford 80 percent of uh you know three thousand dollars for one bedroom right like Probably. that's impossible for many Probably. residents for one yeah. bedroom just one bedroom by the way right so like you know we need to re-examine you know mm -hmm. the stupid approvals that are happening at City Hall that are not even delivering on the bare minimum yeah they're talking about 10 year now, you know, affordable housing for 10 to 15 years, 25 years, not the now. commitment. Yeah, not the commitment to make sure it's affordable in perpetuity, 99 years or more, you know, like this is social housing. <laughs> we need to protect so the housing crisis is not going to dis disappear anytime soon. You know, I don't know if anyone uh, has been misled. But it's a real crisis that's impacting people today. Yeah, uh, having an a generational impact, uh, specifically uh, to uh, you know folks who are now are trying to access housing and, and start families. You know, you know decisions are made to postpone uh, you know access to home ownership, or uh, those are the challenges that are attributed to the housing crisis. And I think. Governments must show leadership by investing directly in building housing, you know, uh, through their own agencies and not just waiting for the speculation mm -hmm. to continue to leave out many from the, the promise of homeownership. Yeah. So so then my question is, because I know that and it makes sense that we are trusting in the government uh to do what they do or even the province but um, i i remember that there was uh, the mayor she suggested that the community actually does something about it and i i was watching um big up dr vibe and all that stuff <laughs> dr yeah. vibe and um ryan they were talking ryan is actually talking about how acbn and and his wife share <laughs> mm -hmm. um actually did their part to to try to help and volunteer and i was wondering is it should we even rely on the government and it's like up to us because it's our community that's a very good question because 
Mitchell. You know, I, I, <laughs> I talked about the impact of white supremacy. I talked about mm -hmm. how, you know, Ukrainian refugees are treated differently than black refugees. Who, yes. So how, how they've been living until they got the support of the black community that through mutual aid programs uh, was able to come in and support uh, the black refugees that were in crisis. And let's think about, for example, you know, uh, why, uh, you know, many refugees, actually mm -hmm. black refugees have been getting support prior to the mainstream coverage, right? There's okay. been a lot of mutual aid programs, you know, folks hosting refugees, Nice. Um, you know, newcomers, as we like to call them, you know, the newcomers mm -hmm. uh, or asylum seekers. And uh, and they're, you know, folks who are, you know, basically were shocked by mm -hmm. how, you know, the infrastructure or the system, um, the infrastructure was not there, but the system mm -hmm. failed, mm -hmm. right? You know, we, we had refugees who lost their ID, couldn't get reports done, police reports done. They were like, you know, folks who, you know, lost their luggage, you know, couldn't get some, like, people were in desperate means. Oh, that, that's, that's Air Canada issue. <laughs> <laughs> you all have or one whatever. of those, for sure. I lost bags, man. I, those guys, uh, oh, my God. Shout anyway. out to, 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 <laughs> no, I'm joking, because some of y'all are tripping, like, stop damaging my bags. <laughs> <laughs> And losing them too, especially exactly. losing them. Well, of course, that's happened to me. Happened to <laughs> uh, but you know, like I think it's important for us to make sure that you know we create we create this, or at least not even create. We actually put in place the supports that already exist to yes. better support uh, you know uh, newcomers, yeah. whether they're refugees or they're asylum seekers. You know, like we're just making sure that, you know, it's a one-stop spot, you know, where they're able to get all the, not just referrals, but actual supports. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be sent away to somewhere else. They need support. They need um, help with translation, with yes. accommodation, with, uh, you know, uh, making sure that uh, they have an understanding of the process or, how to access, uh, you know, important resources to be able to live in the city um, instead of just being left uh, to... To fend for themselves. I, but I feel, so correct me if I'm wrong, because, like, um, obviously you know the steps on, on uh, being a newcomer. Because, okay, so when you say things like that... Um, Cause like my mom worked at um, citizenship and immigration. And I also knew, know that they had like individuals that would help. Like there's translators, there's um, immigration lawyers, immigration. Mm -hmm. um, what's the word? Like agents in a mm -hmm. sense, like that will help. The immigrant um, services. Yeah, like that, like things like that. But obviously, yeah. we know those things cost money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but is there, I wish, and maybe this is like something that, um, like, you know, we can work together or, or just other folks that are listening would be able to take this in. Is there should be a way that we have a, a service for that, like, like 
like in a non-for-profit way to give access to that, right? To, to help folks like have a streamless way of, of coming to Canada and like having the opportunity instead of being out in the rain that we have a, a business or um, a black owned place that has like a hotel and things, right? I just feel like, but that at the same time, the community working together like that, it's coming, but we, we have to structure that type of idea so this doesn't happen again. And well, I feel it, like- it, it all depends on like what, what we value, right? Mm -hmm. What we show those values, do yeah. black lives really matter to people, right? Like I will ask that question simply, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're talking about black refugees, they're not being treated the same. And I think we need yes. to make sure that our governments are held accountable, a federal government, but mm -hmm. also our other levels of governments, make sure that they have the, they've invested in the appropriate supports, uh, you know, for, um, all refugees, including yes. black refugees, mm -hmm. because you know if if you're sending the message that we're we're open to white you know white people, white immigrants, white refugees, mm -hmm. it's basically you know racism, right? It's anti-black racism. Uh, so we need to send the message as, as Canadians that all refugees are welcome here. Absolutely, so, um, and and, and that you're not going to be stranded, of course. And and right now they actually programs in place mm -hmm. that provide a pathway to citizenship. And I think those are those are opportunities that should be made available to all refugees. Absolutely. Um, I would argue black refugees should have a pathway to citizenship as well and should have the necessary supports to, you know, integrate in our mm -hmm. society by, you know, accessing opportunities good that lead to good jobs and be able to provide uh you know, uh, contributions uh, to mm -hmm. society, you know, you know, people are going to pay their way uh, in the long term, right? And and those are things that we forget. It's like, yeah. you know, we need immigrants, you know, <laughs> we should be thankful <laughs> that we have people fleeing coming to Canada and, and wanting to, you know, contribute to our society. And, you know, we, we've got, we, we've got a shortage in, in mm -hmm. so many of our social services sectors. You know, I'm thinking about a healthcare system. You know, we need more doctors. We need more trained nurses. True, because uh, I think in the group, because, and hold on, which, which support, is it support our own? Yes. So yes. The, the, <laughs> no one knows that I'm in like a hell of a lot of groups, <laughs> but this one, um, especially support our own people. Um, we definitely show, like, I, I see someone sending about scholarship programs or you yeah. posted something about Regent Park residents upset with approved redevelopment plans and Ryan talking about volunteer, like, these are needed, right? These type of things, like, yeah. having... Well, we we, we got to share knowledge. We got to share resources. We got to share opportunities we got to have each other's back Absolutely. you know like like look what happened to the again the african black refugees it was black people in toronto and across ontario that came together and said yes. we got to support our people right we have to support our people because no one else is stepping up to do anything and we need to step up because you know what 
our government actually has failed. And look mm. how much money, how much money uh, uh, the current mayor, Olivia Chow, has been able to get out of the federal government because of oh, the suffering, really? the suffering of black people. $97 million, right? Now, I question whether that $97 million is going to go directly to support mm -hmm. African refugees, right? Um, and, you know, like, those are the questions that need to be posed because sure. resettlement costs money. Uh, but most importantly, we need to make sure that the system, like the shelters, like, you know, there's going to be more refugees coming from all over the world, Africa, yes. the U Ukraine, yeah. You know, um, there's, you know, Caribbean, uh, Caribbean everywhere, right? So we need to make yeah. sure that everyone is supported uh, fairly, mm -hmm. uh, equally, with, with equity and empathy. Yes. Uh, because I think it's important to uh, do unto others what you like uh, for them to do to, unto you, right? You imagine I, I if you were that refugee coming to Canada and how you'd be treated would determine how you feel about your new home. Yeah, you're, you're hitting in the nail, sir. <laughs> like it's it's true, and I I like how you said that she was able to get what you say nineteen million ninety seven ninety seven million dollars. And I have to big up um, the organizations that I've heard so far. So like ACBN has done something. Of uh, the Canadian, sorry, Great Jamaican job. Canadian Association. Yeah. Um, I think there's another one. No, that's the same one. Uh, there's, there's, um, gosh, Wes Hall. I've seen him post something. Of course. Um, about black people. There's been so many people. There have been business owners. I know. Yeah. In Lost Park, uh, yeah. a Sudanese woman who's a business owner who's mm -hmm. been supporting Sudanese refugees, like, you know, from, from before this thing was even out there in the mainstream. God you know, there's you. so many, un, you know, unknown heroes in our community, yes. in the Black community, that yes. have been so vital to this work. And, you know, and allies, you know, folks, yes. you know, uh, you know, from other uh, not necessarily Black communities, but, you know, people who deeply care, human beings like all of us, mm -hmm. who wanted to make an impact uh, and support, uh, you know, the, the most vulnerable refugees. And I want to that if that's the case, I want to praise the the silent heroes and allies because that needs to be recognized. Oof. Yeah. That needs to be recognized. Sorry. Ah. That needs to be recognized that it's not going unnoticed because I feel like always the, the news always shows that things are not being noticed but we we there are folks that do notice right yeah. and it's only fair that we recognize those as well and i really want to praise uh those individuals and but i also know that i'm i've, I've seen a lot of like oh donate here volunteer support what do you think is the best way to support or yeah to support this cause at this very moment it's an excellent question I, well short term you know mutual aid always helps a donation will always help uh you know your volunteer even if you can't afford it you know the economic situation is not the best now some people might not have you know a lot of disposable income mortgage rates are going up but you know 
charity or, you know, um, you know, in my faith, we call it zakat, you know, giving back to your community is vital. It's important. Yes. So I think that's the one thing I always encourage people to do is find a, a you know, local or, you know, um, an organization that is trusted uh -huh. uh, and donate your time or your money and help out. But that's the short term. Long term, yeah. push for more rent gear to income, uh, push for housing. You know, refugees need housing like everyone else. And we all know we're living in the midst of a housing crisis. Mm -hmm. And I think more housing that could be built that's really uh, not playing around with the definition of affordable housing. Like we want it to be rent geared to income, RGI units, permanent social housing uh, for, uh, you know, our uh, community, which includes newcomers, like uh, refugees and asylum seekers. Mm -hmm. That is critical. Like that is one way uh, to help uh, address the crisis in the long term. Um, and then the next thing is, you know, be a mentor, mm -hmm. get involved, help, you know, uh, support, um, you know, um, a, a newcomer, a refugee, get access to a good job, you know, live the Canadian dream, you know, be able to own a home someday, give back. Like, you know, there's so many things that we could do. Mm -hmm. And I believe in the power of in, in each one of us, you know, yes. and especially collectively. Like, we can transform, you know, how the supports are provided uh, yes. to newcomers, right? Mm. Um, so uh, I think we need action right now, not rhetoric. Uh, I think we need respect and uh, an acknowledgement that, you know, the government failed uh, and, you know, not all solutions have to come from the government because mm -hmm. the people make the government and, and people can step in and, You're right. and do the right thing and, and, and just make sure that future governments act in good faith. Yeah. And if 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 the government does doesn't uh, have the people's back, at least we know that the people have the people's back. Um, and that's I, I honestly I've seen it different groups social media, all that. So I'm loving that or different platforms are discussing about it and trying to make it work. And so I would just say, keep it up or, and also learn about the, the long-term um, support. Cause yeah, mentorship, um, trying to have a way for housing to be affordable. <laughs> Whoa. Cause golly, the affordability right now is crazy. Um, but hopefully they're able to, or we as the people find a way. Cause like I was just having a discussion today before we, we jumped on um, someone like having that idea of affordable housing. And maybe it's not about the for-profit businesses that, you know, are trying to make a buck but actually for the folks like collectively to come together, trying to figure out, yeah. right? Cause... Well, housing, there's going to be a price to it, right? And yeah. like, even if governments, you know, are, are going to build housing, like what we're pushing for right now, instead of the full profit sector, yeah. you know, the government making sure that housing is built that's affordable, uh, you know, and I will argue that this would be an opportunity for, you know, you to, you know, uh, improve your financial literacy you know, have a, an understanding of the impact of uh, interest rates 
percent. Mm -hmm. So if you had variable rates, whoo, that's a very painful situation you're in. You know, harsh, um, uh, very harsh <laughs> right? So you know, it's important for folks to take the time to grasp this knowledge, but also mm -hmm. to save, uh, to look into uh, ways of uh, accessing home ownership. Um, yes. and, um, and making sure that it's also sustainable in the long term, because what we don't want is what we, do, we want to remove the speculation from the housing market, because mm -hmm. if our housing market, it's such a large part of our economy, if it's too vulnerable, um, you know, it could have an impact on the entire economy, which is not good for anyone, you know, so we need to protect our housing market by making sure it's stable. Um, and uh, I think, you know, uh, the interest rates are going to lead to a correction and there'll be an opportunity for people to buy homes in the future. I don't see a home, what, three-bedroom home going for yeah. $1.2 million, $1.3 million. Like, that's not sustainable. Uh, when you wild. <laughs> when you the border, yeah. 1.2 is buying a nice mansion, you know, a 10-bedroom nice. mansion, right? Like... Uh, you can get for three hundred thousand uh, or two hundred thousand dollars a nice house, right? So you know it's not sustainable because it, it's based on speculation. It's not based mm -hmm. on the costs. Um, and um, I think our governments, you know, have a, you know an important role, whether it's a municipal, provincial, federal level, mm -hmm. to put in the regulatory mechanisms to make sure that we don't go through what we went through again, because I, I actually suspect it's going to uh, ruin a lot. Yeah, it's going to hurt a lot of people, right? Yeah. And financially, you know, losing a home uh, or being displaced is a very traumatizing experience, you know? Um, and, uh, and I hope that, you know, we help people now, yeah. um, specifically the most vulnerable members of our community to start preparing for those opportunities so that, you know, this this could be an old topic, you know? <laughs> indeed, indeed. And I mean, I feel like I've talked about it before. Like I've, I've heard strategies or solutions for it. Um, definitely would love to like bring on individuals that, you know, have um, suggestions and just to see which one works for for everyone right because like yeah there's so many so many models for homeowners yeah land trusts you look it up land trust land trust community, yeah communities okay. can come together by you know um you know and getting funding from a, uh, to form a land trust they could mm. start making sure that this that homes stay in the community and the ownership ah. stays in the community yeah you know okay. um you know there's um there's so many innovative ways of making sure that people can start co-ops. There's so many programs uh, that, you know, people could tap into uh, to better support, you know, access to home ownership. But it's going to require, you know, Work. leadership. Yeah, leadership in the community, to be honest. Leadership at, the, at a government mm -hmm. level to say, we want to invest in housing and make mm. sure it's sustainable long term. We want to make sure everyone has access to housing. Yes. We want to make sure there's a pathway to home ownership. We want to make sure that, you know, we, we're intentional. Absolutely. And 
supporting, you know, all the residents of Toronto, right? Uh, everyone living in our community. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, let's, let's remember that, you know, we're, we're an empathetic people, you know, we share values, you know, yeah. to respect human rights, you know, to not just to adhere, but also promote human rights. And there's a human right that's critical, which is the basic right to housing and uh, human right to, that we need to like pr- uh, ensure that, you know, it's funded in the long term, like building housing in the long term uh, and making sure that, you know, it's not, uh, it's not a casino because when it crashes, everyone's going to lose. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not just, uh, you know, uh, the, the poor, but I think also the rich uh, are going to lose money. Everyone's going to lose money. And, especially, um, yeah, especially the ones that have multiple properties, right? Of course. Um, that, that's true. That, ugh, there's, golly, I'm, and it's even like the affordable housing for like individuals that are in shelters or yeah. in the park that that would be ideal for for them to be able to um have an opportunity right because i think everyone should have the opportunity to have a safe place to lay their head um I'm not saying the tent isn't comfy if you get the like the nice air mattress and everything <laughs> or nice um sleeping bag, but there's nothing better than being able to sleep in a warm sh- sheltered place, right? It's bare minimum, bare minimum. Yeah, like that. Uh, you live in Canada, one of the most wealthiest country in the world. Are you telling me that not everyone can have access to? Uh, a home or a roof on top of the head that's preposterous just it's because of greed and it's because of speculation it's actually very my opinion racist um and discriminatory because you know when you allow that to happen it's gonna have an impact on everyone in society you know so uh, yeah and the most progressive countries that guarantee that they have less social ills they have less crime they have less problems in general because well canada yeah if, if we're gonna talk about our, <laughs> our cousin down below what's up? <laughs> yeah, but we're not making yes yeah, but now it's gonna get uh, challenging because mm-hmm. their their homes are not as expensive as here right so this is, we're now we're now in a very awkward uh, position because what happens in the next couple of years with the housing yeah. market is going to determine how people live in um and i want to make sure that people have opportunities and the only way you know to do that is making sure that they have stability through uh access to home ownership or access to housing Um, yeah Yeah, and you know what i and i'm i'm glad that you talked about financial literacy because i also want to know what are the three things you wish you knew about Um, personal finance when you're growing interesting you know there have been so many new ways to save and invest you know tax-free savings accounts uh you know ways to uh you know invest uh Mm -hmm. in in, you know uh, 
when it comes to the long term, the SP 500, you know, like the, the various investment tools that exist yeah. that people should know about, right? And also, you know, making sure that you know, if you're a student, you can have access to uh, free accounts where you don't have to pay fees. There's, there's certain ways to save money and invest it wisely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also like spending habits, you know, um, it's important to have a budget, you know, uh, make sure that you allocate, you know, funds uh, for, you know, uh, not the a best rainy days. I know. I not the best of days, I will say. It could uh, be I... rainy, it could be snowy. I don't know. Blizzard, <laughs> blizzards. <laughs> you could, anything could happen. Anything could right? happen. It's an emergency, right? So you need to be prudent financially uh-huh. uh, to uh, be able to make the right decisions now because yeah. it's going to impact your future. And if you save and invest wisely, uh, the amount of um, wealth you'll be able to accumulate over time is going to be significant because you know uh, you're, you're you're learning, and now yeah. we're living in a new era where there's artificial intelligence, where there's so many ways to learn uh, and understand how to invest. You don't have to like necessarily go to someone who's an expert. You know, you can uh, be your own expert by learning um, through but the wisely accessible. As- as and, long as you do it wisely. And be able to access to, you know, uh, experts as well. That's been mm-hmm. smart. That's been diligent. Just because you have the knowledge, you know, doesn't mean you have the lived experience or the expertise, right? Uh, so you want to access that. Um, so there's so many things that you could do uh, to uh, set yourself and your family uh, in the best financial, you know, uh, position. Um, and and also, it requires investing in yourself. You know, I always say, you know, your greatest investment is what lies in here, right? And, you know, you know, go to school, you know, uh, learn through other um, opportunities, right? Whether it's, you know, seminars or workshops, but keep learning. Life is all about learning and unlearning uh, the things that don't really work, you know? Agree, um, agree. So, you know, financial uh, uh, literacy is so important, but there are ways you can get access to it. There's so many youth groups right now that are providing financial literacy workshops. Um, there are some organizations and agencies in your neighborhood uh, that could be providing that. So check around, find out if those opportunities exist. But if it doesn't exist, ask for one. You know, uh, you know, help. Uh, you know, advocate for one to be uh, put together for you, for your neighbors or for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out to your bank, reach out to your credit union. Yes. You know yes. Do you have any financial workshops that I could access? You know, like be resourceful, which, you know, which they uh, do, which yeah. they do. Like a lot of them do. Like um, I know TD has RBC, um, most banks do. Most banks, yes. most financial institutions do because yes. it helps them. Because <laughs> they won't, they won't have to explain things as much, you know. Because yes. you, you know, a lot of people sometimes just put their money in a checking account and forget all about it. Mm-hmm. And years, years will have passed, and you know, like I, I, I remember. I can give you a couple of examples of things I wish I did differently. You know, back in 2011, 
Yeah. You know, there was an opportunity for me to buy a home in Regent Park. You know, it was going for three hundred thousand, three hundred thirty 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 thousand dollars, three bedroom. Yeah. Wow. I, all I had to do was put a five thousand dollar deposit, and then just mm-hmm. sit in the walk, sit in the washroom for about five years, and I'll yeah. be a I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> right. So the house so went much. up. Yeah, the house from three hundred thousand to yeah. one point two million in five years. Damn. That's that's a speculation in the housing market that we're mm-hmm. dealing with right now, and uh, and I didn't do it right, uh, you know, because I thought maybe it was way overpriced when it was not. But you don't know, you know. Hindsight is fifty fifty. So that's one Indeed. example. You know, <laughs> something you can plan for, right? Exactly. But there was, you know, another opportunity. For example, Tesla. Back in the day, I could have. <laughs> Bought shares, become a multimillionaire, right? Uh, AM, AMD. AMD. There's so many things going on. Can I become multimillionaire? But the <laughs> issue is, you know, are you surrounded with people who are mm. as fine, not just financially literate, literate, but motivated yes. to take action? You know, like some of my friends right now who are multimillionaires yeah. back in university. We're like coming together to invest in, in condos, you know, or invest in other piece, uh, other things in, in the economy, right? Yeah. And, and made a bit of money, but because they understood. they they understood, but they also mm. took a risk. They took a risk, a calculated risk. Yes. That they might be, you know, uh, a future in, in 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 this investment, right? There may be a lot of profit. There may be a lot of growth, and that would require you to learn and to be financial literate. So. You know, we live in a society where information comes quick. Yes. Things change quick. Uh, so it's important to be up to date on all your investments. Uh, you know, meet with a, with a counselor, meet with an expert, you know, at least once a year to examine your financial uh, plans, you know, um, and, and take advantage of the tools that exist, right? Right. Because um, there's so many tax free savings account being one of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like all those ways to be able to save money and invest wisely. It's, it's, I know there's, there's so many stocks that I've, that I've seen because I'm, I'm addicted to stocks as well that I like, I'm like, dang, if only, <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah. And, but I always tell folks, Instead of like, yes, we can be annoyed at what happened in the past. No, plan for the future. Exactly. Because the best time to buy it, I think the saying is yesterday. Yeah. But the second best time to buy it is today. Of course. course. So you might as well, especially, especially if, but there's certain, there's certain companies. As long as you find a company that is respectful and willing and is in its projected to do well then go for it yeah like we're gonna we know what the challenges are right Mm. um and you know any company i will argue that's going to invest in solutions that are practical um is is a great is a good investment and uh you know we're going to have governments regulate and incentivize investments in certain things you know innovation you know technology Mm -hmm. You know, look at all the tech companies making money, right? Like the, you know, there's certain things that are always going to be supported. It's mm-hmm. almost like too big to fail, right? Yeah. 
and and they're, they're going to be sound investments in the long term and um and you know you're going to always have cult personalities like elon musk or you know uh, i know uh, <laughs> i know apple you know like you know <laughs> folks who you know are going to be pushing for innovation in their own products and and and, and you're going to have new ones new folks who are going to excite push. people right and yeah. push the envelope and I'll say in the era of artificial intelligence, you need to do your due diligence as well. Make sure that Golly. you know you understand you know um, the the product mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Service that's been offered, right? Because there'll also be folks who are going to try to take advantage of folks yep. who don't have that knowledge and expertise, right? So, um, so it's very important to to do your due diligence, especially when you use AI. Because I even seen someone sent me something about um, AI credit report changing. I'm like, I'm I, I would not do that. You must have mud. <laughs> like Listen, that. It's because we live in a system where people want to do as much things as they can mm-hmm. with as little effort <laughs> as possible. But, right, and and this shortcuts is actually going to lead to some serious impact in people's lives. You know, true, I'm true. worried about the professions that are going to be lost, you know, lost in the long term, but made vulnerable in the short term. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's going to require some serious conversations in our society, right? Because right now there's no regulation, zero, uh, which means, <laughs> you know. <laughs> anything like, can happen <laughs> yeah and it's it's like the but i feel like it's just like the internet right yeah we had to learn to adapt or like technology we had to learn to adapt and I we think still had to regulate stuff yes 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 so soon soon time it might yeah. but but oh. in the beginning, everyone's like, uh, "Let's try it out. Let's see how it is." I'm not gonna lie. I like I like AI, but there's certain things I'm not gonna do. Like I get a high off of like, "Oh, AI, what should I discuss about today?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, snap!" But it's yeah. like you have it's to be inter- mindful. interacting with uh, you know uh, an artificial intelligence. You know? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's different. You know, it's 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 new to us as human beings. Yeah, and when you something's know, it's a new, new experience, right? So it's exciting. So you're like, wow. Uh, and uh, over time, we'll understand its consequences. But I'm I'm always a be- strong believer that the more people have access to knowledge, the better it is. So you know, people are always fearful in the beginning of new technology or Thank new you. way of doing things, right? Yes. Uh, so I think, you know, we need to, uh, you know, be pragmatic, uh, but be healthy about it, too. Like, you know, if we see, you look, look what's the impact of phones on kids. Um, I would say, look at the impact of the pandemic on kids as well, right? You know? Not so only kids, adults, too. Golly. Yeah. Like, so, like, you know, people, young minds need to be exposed uh, to uh, social intelligence and how to talk things through conflict management, conflict resolution, right? And if yeah. you don't have those opportunities for learning, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not easy, right? It's, uh, um, it's more challenging. So I think we need to better prepare, you know, young minds and young people mm-hmm. uh, 
but also support our seniors who are now more you know confused about things that are going on in our society like ai why do i bring up ai to like a senior they're like what are you talking about no i i don't even discuss that with my grandma like <laughs> it doesn't even make sense to have that conversation like <laughs> like let's just keep it simple like She's still trying to get used to a cell phone and then talk about she wants a smartphone. I'm like, stop this right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And and how, or, or what other, because I remember you were talking about a book. But we'll yes. keep on the hush, keep on the hush. But what are other um, avenues or what are you currently doing? Because I'm, I'm really excited and I, I, I really want the folks to follow you and get to know you more just so they're able to see a different side. Because I always think it's it's great to have different sides of what's going on in Toronto, Canada, globally, yeah. and all that good stuff. So what yeah. currently are you, what avenues are you working on at the moment? Oh, well, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, an environmentalist, you know, I led uh, the environmental movement in Toronto when I was president of the Toronto Environmental Alliance. And I always believed, you know, racial justice mm-hmm. is a prerequisite uh, to environmental justice uh, because I believe that there's, uh, you know, environmental racism, uh, that there are, you know, the global South people, you know, you know, black racialized folks um, have to deal with the impact of the climate crisis in a very real and uh, traumatic way. We're talking about, you know, environmental uh, refugees, people migrating to the global north, to countries like our own, like Canada or the U.S., um, and uh, because you know of extreme cl- challenges uh, to. Uh, to, the, to where their home, where they live, you know, whether it's flooding um, or, uh, you know, uh, droughts. Um, and, you know, I think that's going to be one of the, of course, of course. And I think that's going to be the, one of the biggest challenges mm-hmm. that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, so uh, I'm putting my, you know, effort in uh, supporting not just my neighbors, Yes. But organizing uh, to promote real solutions, you know, green jobs uh, in our communities, nice. uh, but also, you know, understanding uh, the importance of indigenous solidarity by following through with uh, the call for, uh, you know, reconciliation, mm. um, indigenous nations, understanding that, you know, we're connected to our planet, we're connected to the environment. Um, you know, we need to preserve and protect our environment for future generations. Uh, you, you know, we're not all going to get on uh, a trip to Mars uh, with Elon Musk. Uh, it's it's going to happen. Uh, you know, we, we, we got to protect our planet as much as yeah. possible. You know, some yeah. folks need their solution, just ignore everything and, and, and save up for a, a ticket to go to Mars. I'm not one of those people. I want to protect this planet exactly. as much as possible, right? And, yeah. you know, we have to be aware of the fact that, you know, our actions today will determine what happens in the future. Uh, so, you know, I know it's hard uh, to, you know, do the right thing sometimes because you feel like, well, other people might not be doing the right thing. Why should I recycle? Why should I care about, you know, um, mm-hmm 
demanding, you know, more sustainable, a much more sustainable way of living. But I always remind myself mm-hmm. uh, that we're all interconnected. You know, the the harm we cause on one will impact everyone else. And, and Martin Luther King, you know, put it best, you know, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere, yeah. right? So we have to recognize that um, we can't stand by and allow injustice uh, to, you know, be the norm or to be, you know, rationalized. Uh, and we live in a challenging world, you know, where there's uh, serious challenges beyond the, you know, the environmental crisis. You know, we have a war that's ongoing between Ukraine and 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 NATO, and you know the you know uh, uh, Ukraine, NATO, and Russia. You know, like those, you, you know, like those conflicts have an impact even on simple things like the food supply, you know, like yeah. grain, grain in the market. And a lot of a lot of this grain is going to Africa, right? Because of yeah. global treaties and global institutions, right? That control how the global market is. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, grain is actually subsidized by governments, right? Uh, in, in, in the north, so that people can compete, can't even actually compete in, in the global markets, right? Uh, so these are real, real challenges. There's a food insecurity, you know? So there's so much that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So what I would recommend is that, you know, get involved in some way, pick something that you're passionate about, that you love, mm-hmm. and champion, champion for solutions that are that make sense that are, that is evidence-based yes uh, and, and to be honest nothing's impossible to do like i've done so much in the short span of my life i like that that, that i'm so proud of and and i'm so excited about what i'm going to do in the next phase of my life right because um i know there's so much that is possible i actually feel uh that we collectively can bring so much of um, a new era, something new in this world, you know, a focus on respecting and promoting uh, basic human rights. Um, And um, we can be an example for the world. Um, You know, we can be an example for each other. Um, So, uh, you know, join the movement, join a movement in your community, um, you know, support our people. Uh, don't be a bystander. Uh, and and you know, one of the things that I'm also passionate about is um, not just housing, which I spoke about earlier, and in, in the environmental, uh, you know, justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, addressing the impact of hate. Uh, you know, uh, I spoke about white supremacy earlier in in in, in our in our amazing. Uh, podcast and I think it's important for us to you know understand that if we don't see each other as human beings if we don't understand that we're human beings yeah that we're collectively invested then all of this crisis the environment food insecurity poverty like all of these things will not be addressed they just can't we have to be united we must be united you know agree and, uh, and it takes uh the first step is to eliminate the systemic barriers and eliminate, you know, end the era of white supremacy, eliminate anti-black racism, Islamophobia, uh, 
uh, all manifestations of hate that human beings experience, you know, uh, and realize we're, we're, we're in it together. We're all one. And, and we have, to have each other's back. Agree, dang. <laughs> like that that's that in a nutshell, like it's it's important to 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 be human, <laughs> to exactly. be empathetic um to all situations that's happening. That's the only way we're gonna be able to overcome these things. And and one thing that, that hit me, what you said was the things that we do now will affect us in the future. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. everyone that's listening or watching is able to find a way to support what is happening, mm -hmm. whether it's short term or long term, and mm -hmm. reaching out, especially to if if you know an organization or business or you know someone that's in the government or you speak to your, um, gosh, what are they? The ones, oh, it slipped my mind for a second. The, um, you can always speak to the the your the person in your your city just to discuss things. Yes, there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, speak to them so you're able to push forward with some certain things that are happening in your city. Of course, of course. And and Walid, I I thank you for blessing. Boy. It saved my life. So. <laughs> no because I, like I said before, I am, I think it's really important to be aware of what's going on. And I'm so glad that the community stepped up when the government couldn't yeah. and proved that we're better together than apart. Of course. You know, in Kenya, where I grew up, mm -hmm. uh, they, they, we have a concept. It's called Harambe. 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 You got to type that in the chat so I can okay, type I'll put so that in the it. chat. But Harambe yes, yes. Yes. is a, a form of mutual aid, basically, where, mm. you know, and, and it stands up because, you know, sometimes, you know, governments or large institutions don't step in. But mm -hmm. when people come together, uh, it, uh, it works out because, you know, there's so much power in the people, right? Yes. Uh, it's a, it's a tradition of self help, and it could be projects, it could be events, just people coming together. And actually, uh, I'll put it in the chat for you one more time. It's Damn funny. that that would have been amazing. That would have been the, the, the so title. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened. But actually, that was Harambe in action. What happened? When, Holy yeah. Dang. And and um what I'll do is I'll put that in the show notes. Uh so folks are able to get a better understanding. And how can the folks um contact you or reach out to you if they want sure, to? I'm on Instagram. Um okay. and I can be found at Walid Kogali. Okay. Um and uh I'm also on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, same uh username. Okay. Um, I Are you on threads? Uh, yes, I am. Ah! I, think I'm, I, think I'm, I think I was the 18th million. Oh my geez. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Go. I, think I, I joined, I think, within the first 24 hours or something. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, I, kudos to you. <laughs> 
Oh man, and it's it's been amazing. I'm I'm definitely gonna put because I think I know you have LinkedIn as well. So definitely, folks, please contact Walid uh, so you're able to just get a better understanding and able to reach out. Especially if you're you're in all you guys are from Regent Park and everything. Um, definitely 100%. check him out. <laughs> I think you're down there already, right? Of Do course, it's my home. Yeah, and uh, and I but I organize across other communities as well: Moss Park, St. Jamestown. Um, you know, nice. um, let me know if you need Court Town as well. Like, I'm here to support folks. I need it. Awesome, and thank you. Is there anything else you want to tell the folks before we we head out? Yeah, I just want to thank you uh, for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, had a really great time coming out. This was such an awesome, awesome opportunity to talk about um, the importance of us not being bystanders and supporting, um, you know, people, uh, whether it's black refugees, but anyone who is in need of crisis. We got to be there for each other. Absolutely. And, um, and I think it's important for us to be economically empowered uh, mm. so that we're able to step in in the future, right? And I just want to thank all the you know, heroes, you know, people who we've, you know, not been mentioned by name, but have been out there supporting refugees for the yeah. past couple of months, you know, by hosting them in their homes. and Exactly. Um, you know, Big up yourself. Them. Yeah. So especially, thank you. Especially the ones that are giving up a part of their home to to um, be part of the, the solution and not the problem, right? Exactly. Um, Golly, it's been amazing. And thank you, sir. And, you know, folks, make sure you like, subscribe, comment. I'm seeing some comments. I'm doing better at commenting and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, folks. And and like I said, if I will definitely put it in the chat. If you want to support, I do have uh, many posts where you can donate or support. Uh, so I'll definitely put that in the chat and I'll put that in my stories on on Instagram and stuff. Even in the YouTube. I'll I'll put it in the YouTube because there's I don't know if anyone acknowledges that there's a part where you can post, like like yeah. on Instagram and stuff, right? So thank you folks, uh, for the folks that are live and that'll be watching afterwards. Peace and love, y'all. And thank you again, Walid. Scott, where are my manners? <laughs> thank you, sir. Bless up, bless up. Financial literacy, knowledge is a most. So link the flip boss, watch the result flash, and watch your life change. And feel a better cause. You have a business or a plan and want to make it. Yeah, flip and floss, are they want to manifest it? Yeah, and if you want to better manage all your credit, call the boss. Flip and floss, no doubt. Then we do it. Yeah, flip and floss, money literacy boss. Yeah, greatness in our blood because you're working for your cause. Mm -hmm. Flip and floss, money literacy boss. Yeah, boots up your knowledge for your minimal cost. Hey, yeah, flip and floss, money literacy boss. Greatness in our blood because you're working for your cause. Mm -hmm. Flip and floss, money literacy. Literacy bots, yeah. Up, up your knowledge for your minimal cost.